When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Ellie Nick, Alex Rampernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, and Andy Rampernard. And we'll be right back. Another great guest coming up this hour, right after this, with the family. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. There you go. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Hour two. Great guests coming up uh, later on this hour. Last year was a tough one for the retail industry, and 2020 isn't looking much better. The owner of greeting card and stationery chain Papyrus says that after Herculean efforts to make its stores fit today's retail environment, it is calling it quits, closing all 254 of its stores. 1,400 people will lose their jobs. That's terrible. Why, why don't people buy greeting cards anymore? It's not only greeting cards. They do a lot of, like, uh, gift wrap, and they do, you know, notebooks and uh, thank you cards. People just don't write. And they don't, and people don't, well, and people think that paper products are bad for the environment, that you're deforesting oh, the universe. Well, me and Nancy have a thing with, with cards because you, you get them and you just throw them away. Yeah. I, I mean, you keep cards. them for two days, three days, and then they go in the trash can. I've got, I've got cards saved from. Oh, I used to save them all, but it got ridiculous. Years ago. Yeah, so, I do wonder, like in forty years, well, I'm going to have so many. They're not cards. designed to save for the rest of time. It's just, it's a nice. But they're it's, five it's a, bucks. <laughs> they are. They are. Oh yeah, like yes. Dan's. Tom, the cards five bucks today. Yeah, Dan's entire family. Whoa. We just agreed to stop giving each other cards. We're and so like, did we, we. We read it and it's like, oh cool, and then we just throw yeah, like whatever. It's five bucks thrown in the trash. So we just decided to stop buying cards. All right. Well, my well, my theory don't worry is about my childhood. Like you know, if you look at like how cool it is to find something like a. A card from like you know 1940, 1950. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, that was different. If I save them, well, I suppose it depends on the card. If there's nothing really written in it, then I guess. Then why don't you make somebody your handmade card? Then that 
you know, yeah. put some effort into it. And I, just, I suppose it depends meaning. on how much is written in it, because you know, someone wrote a bunch in it, then you come back in sixty wow. years and it, you know, it's like a time capsule. Like my mom, she sends me two cards. Like my birthday was last couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. My mom sends me two cards, one from her and my father, and then one from just her. Huh. <laughs> there you that go. No, that, that's what my mom does. That's and such she, a mom. And she does oh, yeah. it. She does it for Christmas. She does it for my birthday. She does it for Easter. It's a card from her from us. Because it's a personal reach out yeah. to the other human being. Yes. It's to connect with the other person. Yeah. That's what. That's what they're for. Yeah, but she always. They're, it's not just. You know, like oh, it's just something else to throw in the trash. It's an actual. Somebody had to go to the store. Buy a card with yeah. you in mind, put it in an, you know, write something, address it, put a stamp on it, bring it to the post office and mail it to you. It's like it's an effort rather than just a quick little text message. It's clearly more personal. Oh, my mom doesn't text. I'm sure she doesn't. Well, exactly. So this is her way of reaching out to you. Yeah. It's but very this is sweet, funny. Actually. She sends me two cards. <laughs> one from her and my no, dad and then one from just her. I think that's very nice, actually. Yeah, I do, too. very nice. Yeah, so do I. So my prediction, my prediction from 10 years ago and then again five years ago, that eventually digital will cost us millions of jobs in America. Jobs in America is coming true. Because given the opportunity to be lazy, humans will always choose lazy. Well, but there's this is in true. any point in history you could have made that argument, though. I mean, it's like, you know... What about all the jobs of, you know, blacksmiths because they invented the... They should have shut down automobiles. I think what you should do is go take some video of a really nice retail place, like something that's really Mm -hmm. works, and and put it away and give it to your grandkids for when they're in their 30s and say, open something like this up. Because that by then they'll all be gone, yeah. and and retail will come back because people are going to want that experience to walk into a building and see stuff they can buy. And I get, wonder, get two hundred years, are we going to have so. like a Renaissance fair? But it's like people going to a fake mall and pretending to I be think, like. I think retail. <laughs> I think retail exactly. will make a comeback in like a hundred years. It might. I hope so. Well, it's interesting because have you been hearing about the Silicon Prairie? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Well, a lot of a lot of tech companies are moving to Alabama. Oh, Apparently, yeah, yeah. Minneapolis is getting a lot of tech companies. Really? Um, not only Austin, Texas, which they've been getting a lot Des Moines, for a long Iowa. time, but uh, Nashville. Des Moines is huge. Des Moines. That's growing like crazy. Yes. Uh, Fargo, I guess, is seeing a little bit of it. Um, it's cheap. Yeah. Well, it's it's because. Nobody wants to move to San Francisco. San Francisco is yep. start. The projections are people are leaving. They're just going to leave. Listen, it's too expensive. It's too dirty. It's too disgusting. The politicians are ruining the city. People are just leaving. They don't even want to live there. They Nancy, don't even care if they're making a lot of money. Nancy just had a photo shoot in Silicon Valley, and she she went online for a hotel. She stayed. The cheapest hotel she could find was $640 a night. Jesus. Oh, my God. She said it was the biggest dump you've ever oh, seen sure. in your life. Oh, God. Yeah, Probably a wasn't as big as of a dump as what we stayed But, but the, the, name, the name brand hotels were like 1500 a night. Yep. Yeah. 1500 a night. Yes, any hotel. Look at oh, go on Priceline and look for a hotel in in the Silicon Valley. Yeah, That's bubbles, what they are. Bubbles don't they're not sustainable. Hyper No. Hyper localized hyperinflation is basically what it is. And it's a yes. recipe for a massive collapse. But you know, she was like a block from Apple and a block from Google and a block from you know all the big ones and yeah. that's what it cost there. Yeah, but okay, there's I have a, a question for you guys. Where not even Apple and Google can afford to pay, you know, 90% income and property tax. You know, there's just like so eventually the free money runs out no matter what. I have a question for you guys. Uh, I just saw something that's rather terrifying, to tell you the truth. Goody. Maxine um, Waters? Your mom and I went... <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's one of them. Oh, God, what a lunatic that woman is. <laughs> We're going to bury everyone. I love the fact that her district is South Central and she lives in, like, Bel Air. But she's scary, <laughs> she's scary though, man. Oh, she is scary, yeah. She scares me. <clears throat> okay, so I'm sitting here. And yesterday, Catherine and I went to Edwin Watts and bought new golf clubs because, you know, I'm of a different age. I can't hit very stiff golf clubs anymore. I can, but not well. 
So I had to get a new set of golf clubs. And, you know, Catherine, she get a new set of golf clubs, right? I did not talk about it uh, on the air. I didn't do anything. I'm sitting here, and there is an ad for one, two, three, four, five, six different sets of golf clubs on my screen right now. Of course. I never even talked about it. I've never seen that before in my life. But you did talk about it. You know what that means? It means that they know what your credit card is. That's exactly right. They know what I bought on my credit card. That's creepy. That is not good news, ladies and gentlemen. Digital is going to kill this universe. I'm telling you. How dare you... Sell my information like that. They all do it. I mean, how man. else could they have gotten it? They all do it. Oh, but if you if you did mention it, like to Catherine Homer in your car, and your phone was near you. Oh yeah. It does pick it up because and me and Nancy tested it. We we did a test. We put both our cell phones on the kitchen table and we picked the we, before we did it. We were, didn't have any phones near us and we picked a topic out of the, that was we would never talk about and we talked about Invisalign. And the next day, the next day, <laughs> both of our phones were pounded with ads for a Invisalign. It's it's just terrible. What uh, they that's did. so you're right. Listening. It, was, it was our phone that did it. Yeah, they're listening to you. Yeah. They turn your mic on and listen to you. Oh God! I know they oh, do. God. They listen to you. Yeah. How is that legal? It is. For, how about we just all go free money? Yeah, free money. Send free me free money. Free money. There law and order. We want law and order. There you have it. Uh, I, I seriously, and the the ad will not go away. It's just sitting there. Yep, it's because they listen. They turn the mic clubs. on. They turn the mic on your phone on and listen. Oh God! I, why? Leave me alone. Leave us alone. The, the way they make it legal is no humans actually listening to you. It's bots, and they pick up keywords, and yeah, they, they hear yep. golf club. Bam, bam! If you talked about tennis rackets tonight on your kitchen table with your phones in front of you, you'll get tennis rackets tomorrow. It's just the way it is. I want you to know something. If you just if tennis rackets show up right now, I'm going to blame it on you. <laughs> it's your fault. Your fault all the way, ladies and gentlemen. I I, I find that terrifying. That it's, I can't even buy a set of golf clubs. Look at this, Catherine. I moved it up, and now it's at the top. Oh, my God. What company it, is that? Uh, Worldwide Golf Shops. Worldwide Golf Shops. Yeah. So I tried to I tried to go away from the page. So instead of being in the middle of the page, it's at the top of my page now. Jeez. <laughs> oh it's it's terrible. Digital is going to destroy us. It I really think it is. already has. <clears throat> well, maybe it already has. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, Alex and Andy, you're of the age. Do you have a lot of friends your age that that have depression or at least a lot of anxiety? Andy doesn't have Alex, a lot of friends. Alex, you talk like <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Well, he has mean. one friend. No, That's one. not mean. You know what? I was thinking How about this. How is that mean? No, was, he doesn't. Was, he has one friend. Why is that bad? You're mean. I said this you're yesterday. Mean. I don't I don't really have, have any friends either. I don't understand at why my, that's mean. He has a age, friend. I don't have any many friends either. Why yeah, would it be bad? He has one great friend. <laughs> I, think it's, he... I think it's good. I, I prefer it. That's how I've always been. Yeah, one, maybe know. two friends my whole life. Even it's when I was a little stress. kid. I don't know. It's less stress. It's yeah, I, don't know. I, have, I have a lot of friends. And I have a few friends that are on medication for depression or anxiety. And I also have a few friends. That need to be. That know that they... <laughs> do like a lot of breath work and meditation and stuff like that to help with their anxiety. It's the only way, man. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't work. Oh, for me, what you Unbelievable. Yeah, you have never even tried it. No, just it's uh, You can't just you've no idea. Something. Yeah, you've no idea. idea. All that witchcraft stuff, I don't know. Witchcraft. It, <laughs> breathing. Breathing <laughs> is witchcraft. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Breathing is witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All that Wicca stuff. <laughs> Wiccan. Oh. It's not Wiccan. Yeah, Wiccan. What? So, I'm not like burning <laughs> my hair and chanting. You, you have sage going on. The... Oh, I sage all the time. Yeah. That's not Wiccan, though. It's just, no. Fawn loves, loves burning like different, like she'll be like, can we smudge my room? I'm like, absolutely. Oh, God. 
Yeah. You're unbelievable. <laughs> Whose daughter are you? That's what I, I want to no know. I have no idea where I came from, honestly. Sometimes <laughs> I I'm like, I think she's my daughter. Well, yeah. I oh. I started this all out with essential oils years ago. You did. It's all your True. fault. True, yeah. It started, yeah, it started with your you. Your arm's broken here. Rub some lavender on it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just ran with all of it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, well, there you go. Now, I have a question for you, because this came up just now. What is that little blue light next to the earpiece on your phone? Because mine's always on now. It's probably what is that? you have a text message, you have an email. Yeah, it's an alert. It depends on the... Mine's an alert. Yeah. Depends on the phone. That's it's, all? It's just yeah. a notification. It's an alert to breathe. It's to do alert, some witchcraft. An alert to do some witchcraft. Usually, witchcraft, witchcraft. I say. Usually it's something like a push notification or a text. Oh. Yeah. What's a push notification? Like an app is telling you yeah. message on Facebook or exactly. Twitter or something like that. I don't go. I'm yeah. not on Facebook. And I know, Twitter. but for some it's reason just... you do get some notifications that I don't I know why you. I get, get a those. lot of them. Yeah. Well, if you update, available update. If you press on them in the notification bar, you'll get the option to turn them off. I turn most of my push notifications off. Now you off. you can go to your settings and turn your microphone off. You can. Oh, yeah, you, you can? can. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. Well, I don't need a microphone. Why would I need a microphone? Well, like, if you want to talk ha- to Siri. Well, you can you no can interest. turn it on to like only use when yeah. Like, command. Yeah. You can, yeah, you can deny use of the microphone to everything right. but certain apps. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Actually, newer versions of Android, you have to specifically tell an app that it can use the microphone because what, or it what, can't. The, the, what the mic they're turning on is actually your your video camera mic. It's not your where you talk in your phone. It's the microphone no, right, for your right. camera. So yeah. they all get yeah. access to your camera. Oh, God. Could they just leave me alone? How about that? Why don't you have to give them permission to do that? Me, we talked about going back to flip phones. I love flip phones. Yeah, just they get fit rid in my of pocket it. much better. Yeah, just get rid of the smartphone. Yeah, I think it's time. I think you might be right about that. I think it's time to do that. I literally now, Catherine. Now look. What? Now there are two ads on the same page. Golf, golf, golf. More golf, and more golf, golf, golf keeps golf. appearing on my screen. It's <laughs> unbelievable. I'm going to keep talking about golf so soon my entire screen will be nothing said, but golf I'm clubs. A free golf and trips. It will be. It free will. golf trips. It will. It's it's just it's more and more and more golf clubs. Now it's one, two, three. It it is it's ridiculous. I remember doing this years ago on Facebook. You would just type something and an ad would appear right next to it. Oh yeah. For whatever oh, yeah. it was, it didn't matter. If you said pickles, uh, yeah. there would be an ad for pickles. Ooh, it was I unbelievable. Like I like deli pickles from it's... two J's. That's all I know. That's all I have to tell you. Uh, so in any case, we need to take a break here. We will be back in just a couple of minutes. We have a very special guest coming up in about a half hour. Well, not, not even a half hour. Oh, they said we could call him early if we want him longer because he's got a heart out. Yeah, we'll call him at the All beginning right. of the, sec- or the third segment. We'll yeah, but it'll be a little earlier. Yeah. We, we teed it up so it'll be a little earlier, so mm-hmm. that's good. We'll be right back with the family. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common? Not only 30 years, but two generations. Our great client, Northland Fastening Systems. 30 years is definitely not common for a lot of bankers, but Brad has developed a relationship with that trusted customer that has allowed them to show steady growth every year they've been together. Building the relationship of trust is what we do best. It allows us to make quick deals that benefit them and all of our business customers. The cool thing is that it gives us a chance to be more than your banker, hopefully a partner, and maybe even a friend. I have never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Thanks, friend. And you are? Real nice. (laughs) Chuck Knobloch. (laughs) Chuck Knobloch. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. 
The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. We're back in the saddle again. <laughs> I thought I'd do it. Great. Yeah, not a problem. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, I don't think you want to use Pink Floyd as as bumper music because they do that all the time. Yeah, very slow ins. Slow ins, man. That's all I know. Um, This might not mean much to. Well, I think Andy and Alex are old enough that it might mean something. But Monty Python star mourned his complete renaissance. Comedian Terry Jones has died at 77 years old. You, Andy and Alex, you remember watching Monty Python when you were kids? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I thought they were among the funniest people ever born. I, I just, every Sunday, I, I talked about this morning on the on the morning show, that when I was working at KNOX in Grand Forks, North Dakota, I would drive the 330 miles or whatever it is to Minneapolis every Friday. We would watch Monty Python, which had just come on Channel 2 at that time. It had just started... And I would leave after that uh, that ended, and I would get home at about 5 o'clock on Monday morning because I was working nights back then. But I drove about 660 miles a weekend just to watch Monty Python with my brothers. Isn't that amazing? Uh, it's really amazing. <laughs> no, I mean, I wanted to share. Them. I loved them so much I wanted to share them with my family. That's what ah. I'm trying to say Oh, oh okay. What do you think I meant? I don't know. Just wanted to escape North Dakota? Well, oh, that's kind of <laughs> negative, you know. Well, you didn't really like it up there, did you? Uh, it was interesting. Well, the problem that I had with Grand Forks, and the people were, were fine. That was not a problem at all. The problem that I did have is I moved right out of North Minneapolis and went to Grand Forks, North Dakota. I was only 19 years or 18 years old or something like that. And I could not understand one word anyone was saying. <laughs> It was hot. I mean, I, it was terrible. And the wind was a howling. So now I'm talking to the guy downstairs who told me to come over and talk to you about that. Like, what the hell are these people <laughs> You're saying? You're like, freaky deaky, man. Freaky deaky. It's unbelievable, man. You're not saying a goddamn word. <laughs> um, I remember, I'll tell you a joke, and I didn't laugh, and the guy got really pissed off at me because I didn't laugh because I didn't understand what he said. So you want to hear the joke? Sure. So, I got a joke for you, Tom. You want to hear my joke? I said, yeah, I'd love to hear your joke. Okay. So what did the Quaker say to the guy that wanted to date his daughter? I said, I don't know. What did the Quaker say to the guy that wanted to date his daughter? Fuck D. I said, what? Fuck D, you know? I said, what? And I realized he's trying to say... I'm trying to say (laughs) the, T-H-E-E. See, because he was a Quaker, he'd say Uh. the instead of you. I see. But he said D. I'm like, what? What, is, what do you mean by that? That's still not funny. <laughs> well, it's still no, it's not still, funny. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's still it's not true. funny. So, but I, there's that. I I really had a hard time with with. <laughs> well, I told you my elevator story, didn't I? <laughs> what? I was when I was on jury duty at the Hennepin County um, Government Center. I was in an elevator, and a bunch of people came in and they started asking me to press the buttons. Or I said, "Which floor would you like to go to?" and they started talking, and I'm like, so are you guys, are you all from um, uh, Sweden or, or Norway or something? And they're like, no, we're from the Iron Range. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> there, or are you from the I, Iron Range? I had no idea what they were saying no. either. No idea. No, oh, you're, that's exactly right. I think up there, so up, funny. I think up yeah. there is really muddier than North Dakota. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely the accent. it is. It's pretty heavy. No, the accent is very heavy. Yeah, it's very heavy. I remember playing a bit of audio, and we kept the actual word itself, but there was a, a sheriff up in the Iron Range, and I can't remember the crime or whatever, but he was asked a, a question, and the answer to the question was negative. So they asked the question, and the sheriff goes, no. <laughs> My God. No had about 15 O's by the end and 15 O's. 
But yeah, I, no, Grand Forks was nice. It was a lot of fun because it was a college town. You know, Victor Treadwell and Gail were, were my roommates up there. It was interesting living in Grand Forks, North Dakota with two black people because... You were the only black people there? Uh, no, they are, there's an air, there's a, a there's big a college there. UND's up there. The Air Force Base is up there. Okay. Oh, but back in those days, they were... Oh, it was very unusual for a white guy to live with black people. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I was thinking... It was really, really unusual. And the great thing about it is, is Victor, my roommate, and then Gail was his sister, uh, and she won Miss something. She won, won a beauty pageant, I remember, back then, and that was back in 1970, 71, something like that. Somewhere in there. But in when we were in the apartment, he would call me the big N, but he said, you know, you can call me that too, I don't care, but you can't do it outside the house. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. No. I'm covered. <laughs> But really good people. I, I, I really enjoyed that time up there. No, the people in Grand Forks were very, very nice. They were. But maybe they weren't being nice. I just couldn't understand them. Maybe they were being <laughs> pricks and I just didn't know it. The possibility. No, I did. I had a really nice time. Uh, no, I, wasn't, I was only there about six months. But, yeah, you uh, weren't there long. You know. The comedy world is mourning a genius. Terry Jones of the Monty Python comedy troupe died yesterday oh. at 77 years old. I know, it's terrible. Oh, he's the guy, you know, he's the guy. Mr. Creosote. Oh, <laughs> he's playing Mr. Creosote. Jeez. I know, and that's sad. One of the greatest lines ever. Oh. It was just a very short line, but he, Mr. Creosote weighed about 500 pounds, and he goes into a restaurant, oh, God. and they give him a menu. He's just gigantic, right? They hand him a menu, he looks at the menu, page two, page three, page four, page five, puts it down, he goes, I'll have the lot. <laughs> he wanted everything on the menu. <laughs> and remember what happened to him after he ate all of that food off the menu? No, I don't remember. Anyone? Mm-mm. Uh, the server said, would you like a mint? And he goes, no, I don't want a mint. I'm full. I don't want a mint. He goes, it's wafer thin. It's wafer thin. <laughs> <laughs> wafer thin. And he gives her the mint, he puts it in his mouth, and he explodes. <laughs> oh, that's I, Monty right. Python. Remember that? He exploded. Yes. You and John Hines. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. God yeah. When they got together, all they did was quote Monty Python. That's very true. It was really fun hanging out with you, too. <laughs> oh, well, what the hell. Um, <laughs> Family described as a long, extremely brave, but always good-humored battle with a rare form of dementia. The Welshman, who died at his home in London, had been diagnosed with frontotemporal dementia in 2016, per the BBC. With Eric Idle, John Cleese, Michael Palin, Graham Chapman, and Terry Gilliam, from Minnesota, by the way. Jones formed Mighty Python's Flying Circus, whose anarchic uh, humor helped revolutionize British comedy. Jones appeared in the Troops TV series in the 1975's The Holy Grail, 1979. can't believe that was 1975. That's a long time ago. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, Life of Brian in 1983's The Meaning of Life, three films for which he received directorial credits. He was also the author of children's books per The Guardian. His work with Monty Python, his books, films, television programs, poems, and other work will live on forever. I will, I, I, you know, first of all, Graham Chapman died a long time ago. He died of AIDS, I think. Did he? I don't know. I think he did, yeah. So it was back in that era, back in the early to mid-80s he died. I think think he's been dead for like 35 years already. 1989. So 89 he died, okay. So yeah, it was, does it say what he died of? Uh, Let's see... He did not die of AIDS. He died of... Oh, he didn't? Uh, cancer of the tonsil. What? Cancer of the tonsil? Why wouldn't they take him no. out here? They did. Why didn't they just take but it out? It was too late. They probably metastasized uh, yeah, or probably something. probably did. Because yeah, I know it was reported for a long time that he died of AIDS, but he didn't, huh? Doesn't look like it. No. I don't know. John. I Cle- actually... John, he, John Cleese is in that movie, uh, uh, Bombshell. Oh yeah, oh, and yeah. you can't. At first, you didn't recognize him because he's he aged a lot and got heavy. But he he was easy. Oh, yeah, he did it. get heavy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's another one that's just phenomenal. That whole troop, I just I will never forget it. And Terry Jones, we will miss you, man. You made me laugh like there was no tomorrow. Wasn't it nice? So back in the seventies, basically, in early eighties, let's say we'll go from seventy five to eighty three during the the run of their. 
Because the TV show, I think, started in the late 60s, in like 67 or 68, I think. And it came to America, I believe, in like 79 or 69 or 70, something like that. But they were around for a long, long time. But uh, that run that they had on television and in the movies and all the rest of it, I laughed and laughed. I mean, it was just brilliant stuff. Was, was he in Pink when, Panther? Uh, I don't Monty think Python's so. Was Pink Panther? <clears throat> oh. Oh, did they do a Pink Panther? I didn't know that. What, what do you mean, Monty Python's Pink Panther? I think Monty What's Python, that? the movie. They did? I uh, Yeah, well, let's see. I don't know. I don't Carol know about Cleveland, that Cleveland, which was one of the Monty Oh, I love Python. Carol Cleveland. She was in Return of the Pink Panther. Yeah, Return of the Pink Panther. That's it. Return of the Pink Panther. Yeah. But she was in it, but they weren't, right? Uh, no, it was Peter Sellers, Christopher Plummer, Catherine Schell, and... It was Herbert very Blum. Mighty Python-ish, though. It was, oh, was yeah. The, yeah. Yes, it was. Director or producer must have been from Mighty Python, because it was... Well, maybe, yeah. Maybe it, it was, was Terry right Jones. Mighty Python. Carol Cleveland was a beautiful young woman. One of the first episodes ever was in when John Cleese was playing the vicar. You remember that episode? Yeah, I actually do. Remember oh we forced God. the kids into watching them? <laughs> and they actually thought they were funny? Yep. They, you you guys both laughed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, that was, God, that has to have been like almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. We used to make you watch all those old movies. Mm-hmm. You'd go, man, I want to watch something that old. But then you'd like them. They yeah, well, make... you like the Pink Panthers, Yeah, the Pink Panther is funny. Yeah. Return of the Pink Panther is really good. There's one line, and this guy walks up, he has a dog, and the guy goes, hey, does your dog bite? He's, he goes, your dog bite? And the guy's like, no. And, the, and this dog just attacks the crap out of this guy. And he's like, I thought you said your dog doesn't bite. He goes, it doesn't. That's not my dog. <laughs> <laughs> See, now, uh, now you're talking. What's the one where the inspector kept stepping on a rake? Oh, God, that was Oh, funny. my God. Every time he got nailed with the face <laughs> with the rake, it was just... On the beach. And the <laughs> face that he would make. Oh what was God, good about it, it was so such funny. simple comedy that it, 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 it yes. holds the yes. test of time. It, it's, it just does. Yeah. I watched that dog scene today, yep. I still crack up. It's just funny. <laughs> oh, any of that stuff, you, you just laugh and laugh and laugh. It was... One, Look, I could watch that scene where where there's the sword fight with the Black Knight who's guarding the castle. He lobs off his arms and both his legs. He's laying there on the ground, limbless. Come back and fight, you coward. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, that stuff was great. So a sad thing to report to you, but Terry Jones has died at only 77 years old. Dementia since uh, 2016, so the last four years probably Mm. were not... Wonderful. No. What causes frontotemporal dementia, Andy? Do you know? It's still one of those we don't know kind of things. Oh, is it? Yeah. I suppose it's true, but uh, what are you going to do? Um, oh, LA, I got to pass along something. I mentioned it on the show yesterday, and I mentioned it on the morning show today. <laughs> do you hear what Brits are calling Meghan Markle? No. Oh, God, it's funny. I guess every time Meghan Markle now, since they wanted to leave the royal family, every time Meghan Markle talks, all the Brits go, yeah, okay, Yoko. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Isn't that just great? It is funny. I mean, that's very good. I want to see how this whole thing plays out. Oh, they're going to make tons of money. They're going to go to Hollywood. Oh, yeah, they're definitely going to be a Hollywood couple. Oh yeah. yeah, and that's what's going to happen. She yeah. wants. She wanted to be an actress. She didn't. She, her career was kind of stalling, and I think yeah. that this is her. Well, big I won't stall no more. Chance. Well, no. I hope they can get by on that forty million that they're worth. <laughs> I, I don't know, be, man. I don't think it's enough. I don't know in L.A. and California. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe it's not enough money. They certainly won't become <laughs> citizens because they could, they'll have to. They could buy a house. Yeah, for forty million. Yeah, yeah, not even a big one. Not <laughs> even a good one. <laughs> That's probably true. Did you guys hear the story about this woman that was parading around the house topless in front of her stepkids? Oh, really? Uh, yeah. How is that in the news? The Utah one, because she was arrested. The Utah woman charged with lewd conduct of her three stepchildren saw her topless, tried to have her case dismissed in the state's topless ban tossed. But this week, a judge rejected that challenge. Tilly Buchanan's lawyers argued it's discriminatory for women to be barred from going topless when men are allowed to, and they noted that in Buchanan's case, her husband also was topless but wasn't charged. Yeah. 
Double standard. Some, so I have a some men should you. be charged. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. I'd be, yeah, somebody. One hundred percent okay with a topless ban for men. <laughs> well, I understand. In your completely. own house. Okay, so by that thinking, we only have thirty seconds before the break, and we have a guest after that. Mm-hmm. By that thinking, they don't want women to show their breasts because they're more prominent and bigger than men's breasts, right? Generally, yes. Generally. So why is it not okay for women to go bottomless? Because all it is is pubic hair that you can see. So why is not okay? But all of it Good is point. only in this country. Mm-hmm. Every other country has different rules. Yeah, they do. That's very, You can very walk true. around topless all you want most of your... I suppose that's true. We will take a break. Be right back with special guest right after this. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Start the new year looking great and feel even better by losing 20 to 40 pounds with help from my friends at Ultimate, powered by Nutramost. It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that for a very limited time, you'll receive 20 to 30% off all programs with Ultimate's New Year's resolution sale. Do what I did, and let Dan and Neil Sheehy and the staff at Ultimate help you change your relationship with food forever. With the help of Ultimate, I lost 41 pounds and another 42 pounds in each of my two 40-day programs. Debbie P. from Minoka lost 31 pounds in 43 days. Cheryl S. of Webster lost 36 pounds in 43 days. And Ron D. from Lakeville lost 57 pounds in just 43 days. Live your healthiest life starting today. Schedule an immediate consultation and receive 20 to 30% off all programs for a limited time. Call Ultimate, powered by Nutramost, 763 333 7337. 763 333 7337. Give me gear. Oh, where are you? Here we go. Um, 12.40. Maybe that'll work. Yeah, okay. 12.40, 12.41. Yeah, go 12.41 because that's only two minutes from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he you know, he's, he maybe is thinking we'd call him at like 42 or 43. So, you know, we can go a little longer with this segment. I'm not worried about that. We got all our duties done other than the last segment here. So it'll all work out in the end, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Never know. Uh, they tried to get a hold, but he didn't answer. But, but he probably wouldn't answer for a few more minutes. Oh, we're going to try him again. Yeah, well, he's probably on another call. He might be on another call. One never knows. Well, uh, like I said, all we ever do is deliver around here. You know what I mean? True. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Um, I, I just, we've noticed some stuff lately, and I, I just kind of wonder why they do this. Uh, on television and newspaper websites, they put, they put headlines in these things, and the headlines are a flat-out lie. They do all and the I time. And I do know the people who... Yeah, they do all the time, and I do know the people that um, that write the headlines are not the same people who wrote the article. There are headline writers. Oh, so why is it that we have to put up with with your lies? When are people ever going to be have their feet held to the fire because all they do is lie? Well, is I that said that ever even going to be possible. The media is the enemy of the people because they make up these headlines to get clickbait. So you click on it. To read the story, and the story is the opposite of the headline. <laughs> well, this is the movement that needs to start happening. Everybody has to stop clicking on inflammatory head- headlines. Yeah, you're if, right. If everybody stops doing that, then That's they'll stop doing it. If they're not making money on it, they're not going to do it. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. So, um, you know, I, I just, I, I try to read things on, and again, I don't pre-read stories ever on, on this show or the morning show. Unless I get to a story that I already read on the morning show that I think would be germane to, to this show. But so I read stuff. I've never seen it before. So I read this. And I, well, that's not true at all. Tom, it's gotten so you know, bad that even the weather is sensationalized. Oh, like, yeah. I know. That's how bad it is now. Like, oh, my God, we're getting a blizzard of the decade. 
Yeah. And nothing happens. It's just yeah, all... Yeah, it was like four inches of snow, I think. It's all for ratings, man. It is indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Well, how um, do we change people's mindset I mean, to you, not Did you see that there, there was a guy who was actually down in Florida, and there was a weatherman, and he's all trying to fight the wind, barely standing up, and then these two guys come strolling by in the background. Did you ever see that footage? Yes. And that's, what, that's what the news does. It's all fake. I have a question for you, Mr. Uh, L.A. Nick. Uh, you ever been to McKinney Row? Of course. The restaurant? Of course. They closed, you know. I did not know that. Yep, they closed. A three-year run for McKinney Row has come to an end with the Minnesota Vikings season over. The restaurant neighboring U.S. Bank Stadium closed this past weekend, according to a mournful email sent to employees by owner Dermot Cowley. It breaks my heart to have to send out this email. Cowley wrote, as many of you know, it's been a struggle for the past three years to generate enough nighttime business to keep the restaurant going. Uh, McKinney Row had a tumultuous couple of years as it tried to find its footing in the burgeoning neighborhood. The restaurant would fill up on game days, but a regular nighttime crowd never materialized. Last February, uh, Cowley transformed it from a high-end bistro-style spot to an Irish pub. People in the neighborhood thought we were too fancy or too expensive. The remake was supposed to model McKinney Row on the success of its Irish gastropub sister restaurant in Excelsior, Jake O'Connor's. Incidentally, that restaurant closed last summer. And somebody oh. lost a lot of money because you know how much that bill that was? No. A lot. It was a ridiculous amount. It was like $6 million oh. build out. It's gorgeous. I mean, I, big money build so, out. So they, well, they, where are they located exactly? In right the, by U.S. Bank Stadium. In the Wells Fargo building. The new Wells Fargo right Towers there. across from. Right across. Yeah, right in front of right Mike's old condo. Right, right is that where the armory is? Is that where we're having evening troubles? Nope, not oh, at all. Yeah, not, not, not oh, at all. There, so not really. Not really. Okay. Um, I just once again, ladies and gentlemen, and, and if you think the fifteen dollar minimum wage didn't enter into this, you're wrong. They can't afford to pay that much money to people. You know, I think an average, well, maybe a, a little above average restaurant at any time. Has about forty to forty-five employees on site. Really? That many? Yeah, you got the okay, kitchen. Okay, so you figure out what this hour just cost you, right? Yeah. I mean, you're you're paying out with with forty-two employees. Let's go forty employees around it. Okay, so you're paying out six hundred dollars an hour. Jude. Just for and that's just for the you know the the cooks, the servers, the bus people, and all the rest of it. Um, six hundred dollars an hour. It's a lot of money. Why can't... Okay, so let's say I want to open up a restaurant tomorrow. Why don't I just say, we're not going to have tips? There are no tips. You're, you all have That's wages. Have you do. have wages. And That's if anybody leaves a tip, you may not take the tip because we're going to take the tip and mm-hmm. we're going to put it into your wages. Well, people, they have, yeah. the places have tried that in Minneapolis, and guess what? <clears throat> what? Nobody would work there. Mm. Tipping is actually... Nobody would like, work there. Yeah, no. people complain about tipping, but <clears throat> tipped... Uh, positions get a lot of semi-tax-free money. It's very, uh, it's it's um, it's something you want. You I actually, want I actually did a story on McKinney Row, and it, 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 when it opened up, it, it was oh, a you nice. Did? Really? Yeah, I did a story on McKinney Row, and it's it's a nice. It was a nice place and great well, food. It's gorgeous. And, but the problem is when you go downtown, is people don't realize downtown just an average drink. And, for the cheapest place you're gonna find, so about eleven, ten fifty to eleven fifty. Really? Because they have to pay their taxes. This, they have a hospitality tax down there to pay for the stadium, and it, so it taxes yeah. on. Oh, that's lot, right. It yeah. taxes on. Plus, all these places are paying crazy money in rent. You don't understand what the rent is in the in downtown. It's crazy. Oh, it is. A little pub's line. paying like thirty grand a month just to rent the building. Isn't that amazing? I, I, it's just, oh my God, it's unbelievable. I do want to mention this, ladies and gentlemen. Shakopee Tribe elects vice chairman to replace retiring chairman Charles Vig. These two men be, became my very good friends back in the day. God, what, 15, 20 years ago, whatever. Back when everybody else, when all these community leaders were in my face telling me they were going to end my career and they were going to ruin my life and you're over and you're done. Uh, Charles Vig, who was the chairman at the time of the Metawakanton Sioux, and Keith, who was the vice chairman, called me to their uh, office, and I came in and they said, 
okay, we need to straighten this whole situation out. You don't need to do that. They could not have been nicer people to me. Keith Anderson gave me a gift that day. It was a, uh, you know, a Metawakadin Sioux. Well, I don't really want to describe what it is. It's very special to me. I still have it, and I always will have it. These two men took a huge chance by supporting me and saying, you're, you know, we like you, you're a good guy. What those two guys did for me, I will never forget, but Keith Anderson's now been elected. Charles Vig, we will see him uh, in uh, in Key West and Andy and Alex. I, I don't think you guys have never met Charlie and, and Keith, have you? I don't no. Think so. No, you are going to love him. Charles, Charlie Vig is one of the greatest guys ever. Keith Anderson will be going down there because we're moving into your neighborhood down there. So we'll go down and have dinner. It'll be wonderful. But it's um, it's a situation where uh, I just wanted to announce that Keith B. Anderson was elected chairman of the Shakopee, Mattawakan, and Sioux community on Tuesday, replacing Charles Vig, who is retiring after eight years leading the tribe. Uh, Anderson will be the 10th leader of the community, which has 4,400 acres of land. And have you guys been down to Mystic Lake recently? No, I have not, no. The roads they have put in there are, it's like driving through a palace. <laughs> well, they're, they're building a, a lot of money down they're there. They're adding on to Mystic Lake. Yeah, they are. Their convention center is going to be as big as the one downtown, apparently. Yep. Uh, they have done a good job with the dough down there, and uh, I just, like I said, these two guys did something for me that nobody else would step, not one white person ever stepped forward, but two Native American guys stepped up and said, this is wrong, this can't, they didn't even know me, I had never met them, didn't know them, they both stepped up and said, what's happened to you is wrong, <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't have said some of the stuff you said, but this is no reason to ruin someone's life, so maybe... I'm thinking maybe the far left and the far right could talk to Charlie and Keith and get their head out of their ass and treat people well. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. (laughs) Good luck with that. But, yeah, I just wanted to mention that quickly because uh, Keith's a great guy. He's very into the spirituality of it all, which is real. Alex, you would love to sit and talk to Keith sometime about the spirituality of the Metawakadin tribe. Oh, my gosh. Not witchcraft. Listen to you. Witchcraft. Yeah, calm down with your witchcraft. Well, just settle down, brother. Um, so basically, oh, so uh, we don't have our, our guest? No, he never answered. Actually, I, I'd like okay, to say we'll vo- voodoo stuff. That's what it's all voodoo, voodoo stuff. Mm. I'm a voodoo child. Lord, I'm a voodoo child. God, this is, this is once again, I'm looking at the stories for today and the, the nice announcement that uh, Keith has been elected <laughs> chairman of the Shakopee, Metawakan, and Sioux community. But after that, oh, Delta rolls out safer pet carriers, Catherine. Nice. You see that? Mm. Hoping more passengers will put animals in cargo. Well, if they have a, a safe trip, you'd do that with Judy, wouldn't that you? That is so true because we, we y- y- there are so many horror stories about yeah. what happens with your dog down in cargo. Because they've got a lot of regulations. If you're going to ship your dog in a crate in cargo and you can't fit him underneath the seat and it's not a service dog there's you can't bring the dog if it's below a certain amount uh, the temperatures i don't know right, i don't know what right. the cutoff is because they, the the dog could sit out on the tarmac for an hour or longer right, before it's right. loaded and then i guess it's cold down there in the cargo there's no heat yeah. oh my gosh i checked yeah. Birch. Yeah. i checked birch once and cried the entire flight i like wore sunglasses and cried the entire i flight. couldn't do it i did it one time yeah. couldn't do it well, it was. Horrible. I don't understand why they don't have like a you know a, a live animal transport for people yeah. that are transporting their dogs. I mean, people. I'd pay move and they bring their dogs and they bring their cats and I they need to do that. Yeah, I would have paid like a hundred dollars to have him. Like, oh, he's in a heated thing and uh, we're making too, sure he has a handler or something like I'm that. I'm sure they'd you know? crunch the numbers and it wouldn't be lucrative enough to do. Ugh. Well, I tell you what, Delta and CarePod promised to offer its customers, dogs and cats, the safest ride possible in cargo through a number of features. The CarePod's walls are thicker and the door is triple locked. It's got ventilation holes in it, but there is no way for the animal to bite through it. 
said Debbie Edgerton, that Delta spokeswoman. The spill-proof water bowl can hold up to a liter of water, and the crate's walls are made from non-toxic UV antibacterial-treated materials. Pet owners can view their animals' location through updates on their smartphones, mm. while Delta's cargo center digital tracks the pet's journey. As the only airline to offer this premium pet travel solution, I wonder how much it's going to cost, though. Yeah. As soon as they use the word premium, I'm when like, did they no, say they're no. When did they say that this is going to be available? Um, or is this just a concept? Delta Airlines is now offering a new deluxe animal crate that can be tracked like luggage. So they offer it now. Well, hey. I wonder if they still have the problem of leaving the dog on the tarmac in the heat or the cold. Uh, no, I don't think they do that anymore with this. I don't know. They don't say how much it costs. I don't, at least I haven't seen so far how much it costs. Well, that's, but, uh, actually, I think that that's great because oh. a lot of people want to travel with their dogs, and it causes a lot of stress. It's one of the reasons why I end up driving yeah, all we'll over do, the we'll place. Just do, we'll do this from now on. Although I just found the price for it. <laughs> what? $5,000. 800 what? $800? Oh, my gosh. That's pretty high. <laughs> what? That is very well, high. It's like, $800. It's like I would love to bring Birch down to Florida. He would love it. They'd be outside. And May is so small, I could put her in a little thing and Carry she'd be fine. Own. Yeah, but, like, Birch yeah. is big, and so I can't bring him on the plane unless he's a service animal, which I don't need. And so... Could he act like a service animal? I was going to say I could fake it for could, sure could because act, I was could, diagnosed could with it? an anxiety disorder. Oh, Birch is like the See? calmest dog on so the planet. Could, so he could pull it off. He absolutely could. But it's just like, you, can you buy know, the I don't want to. It's not the vest. You need a note from your no. doctor. You, you need that. a lot of things I can, now. I could write you need that a lot for of things Yeah, you now. need a lot of things now because so many people were faking. But it's like I can't bring it because it's just impossible. Your mom and dad are screwed. Why? Care pods are available for flights between the eight launch airports, Atlanta, Boston, Los Angeles, New York, both JFK and LaGuardia, San Francisco, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and West Palm Beach. Wow. Oh, really? That's Weird. convenient. <laughs> Why? We're about to spend $800 well, to fly to That's more Judy expensive home. than a first-class ticket it to is. some places. I know it is. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? That's great news because then you could travel and not have to worry about all that other stuff. If That's it, a wonderful thing. If it were less expensive, I would sign Birch up for it in an sure. instant because sure. he would love to well, go to Florida. What well, well, will he? I, I'm guessing if it's popular and people or or, or people price won't pay down. the price, people, maybe it'll price come, down. come down. All right, that's going to do it, ladies and gentlemen. I, I want to add one thing. Whenever we get a guest from now on that has special demands, blow them off. Because every time they have special demands, they, <laughs> they don't F show up. up. Well, a hard out isn't a special demand. That's well, just a schedule. Well, then call earlier so you could have them longer. So we called earlier. Wasn't there? Yep. Oh, well. So kiss my sister's these, black These things ass happen. Ass. That's oh, all I'm okay. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> Zen. Oh, wait. Is Zen. Is being. Is, ha- uh, is, Zen. is trying to be. Have Zen, is that witchcraft? Yeah, is that yes, witchcraft? witchcraft. <laughs> All that voodoo crap. Voodoo, baby. Oh, my God. Or thaumaturgy. Uh, something, okay. something is it. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> no, we're not. Eventually. Eventually we will. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow with the family. <laughs>